Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. All right, man, my bad. If you just tuned in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about music, music education, band, HBCU, band culture, and more. Please make sure that as you come in, you go ahead and smash that like button. Or you can go ahead and hit the love button or the heart button or whatever. I don't care. Just go ahead and hit one of them buttons. Uh, it doesn't take long to click a button, man. Also, please make sure if you're watching us on Facebook, you can go over to the YouTube uh, and subscribe to the network and then go back to the Facebook and continue watching it on Facebook. Or you can just go watch us live on uh, YouTube and go ahead and subscribe to the network. Also, please make sure that you turn on notifications. All right, let's go ahead and get into it because y'all were y'all were jumping in and out of some of these things. And I want to go ahead and just dive right into it. So I'm a, I'm going to actually start with where you all started first uh and then we'll move forward with that so one of the things that one of you guys brought up is about fam and how fam is when they play southern they southern or at least from what we see they tried to southern right but as i was listening to some to some other clips not necessarily from this past week uh but from kind of weeks prior it kind of brought up one of the things that rick asked not too long ago and we talked about was fundamentals right but what's starting to truly bother me is i don't even really think that and this is my personal opinion before i i i I, we get to the question but i don't really think too many programs have identities anymore i think i believe and this is my personal opinion um that for the most part everybody's trying to sound or kind of look like one group so here goes the first question. It was up here. Dang it. Where'd it go? I must have accidentally I accidentally deleted it. All right. So I, I'll ask the first question. It was my fault. See, man, I'm all all jacked up today. But uh I'll go ahead and ask the question then put it on the screen. All right. So the first question is are there any differences in band programs anymore are there any differences in band programs anymore uh mario absolutely there are differences in band programs there's a ton of differences i mean we we would starting off talking about um the balance and timbre and the uh, control and sound of prayer view the fact that they warm up properly a lot of bands don't even care if they do that type of stuff so that changes the way they sound, especially on ballads. There are bands that play ballads well and bands that don't. And I feel like that is all, as a band director, that's always been my dividing factor. Can your band play a ballad? And um, I do that for, you know, concert bands, jazz bands, marching bands. I feel like any band, if you can do that, you know. So, I mean, yeah, you Bethune doesn't sound like Jackson. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Norfolk doesn't sound like Southern. So, I mean, it's like there's a bunch of different characteristics in band programs, historically speaking. And I think um, some of the alumni base in some of the schools are so strong that I don't I think, you know, you do have some of those floater programs that are in the middle, like the um, Alcorn feels like Southern and Jackson mixed, you know, had a baby. You got like Talladega feels like, you know, like the ugly cousin on the side of, of Southern University, something like that. Like you have programs that I feel like they kind of feel like 
part twos or juniors and shit for other, you know, some of the other big swag schools. But um, no, man, I I I I, I absolutely think that you know, there are differences in band programs. Um, so I mean, I don't know if that's the question. That's specifically where your angle was going, but that's where I how I see it. There's definitely a bunch of differences. Um, conceptually, when be when people play a band that is much larger, they start to um, kind of assume the sound of the band that they're playing. You know what I mean? You start trying to do stuff and kind of guide your sound to what you think the other band is going to do. You know, trying to play the smartest kid in the room type of vibe. And it usually ends up failing for you because you just got to stick true to who you are. The band, to me, that has stuck true to themselves all year. Um, I feel like Alabama State has done that pretty well. And I feel like Kentucky State has done that really well. They've stuck to who they are all year. And they've been consistent at what they are. Like, not, not to say the other bands haven't been themselves, but I, I mean, obviously, Southern is the band that always sounds like Southern. Like they don't really do anything else besides Southern. But in terms of the bands that are not the Jackson Southerns, the Bethune, like some of the other bands outside of that, I feel like um, they've done a good job of kind of being consistent this year at doing their thing. All right. That's all. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry. Quan, are there any differences in band programs anymore? So, uh, yeah, to piggyback from Mario, there are differences. Um, like we say, Bethune, FAM, NCAT, uh, Norfolk, I think uh, even Prairie View, I think they're in a, uh, like, kind of class of their own. I think when you get to the other schools uh, from the HBCU world, you kind of have tweeners. And I was writing some things down just thinking about it. So, for example, like, I guess you would say like the D1 uh, HBCU band programs, you would put Alcorn in it, you would put TSU Southern in it because, you know, the SWAC is, you know, where the HBCU band culture is. But I was thinking about it. Alcorn has a Southern band director. Talladega, even though they don't have a football team, they have a Southern band director. Texas Southern has a Southern band director, and of course, Southern has Southern band directors. When you have a presence like that in a major conference or a large band, uh, being Dega, it's going you're, like you're going to sound like your house, or you're going to sound like where you come from. And I think because, like we were saying, in regards to the media teams, because they're honestly, when it comes to hbcu bands they're some of the most popular bands it's going to be repetitive on what you hear in the sound that's why you have schools like bcu fam incat norfolk prairie view that stick out um another thing school that we really don't talk about i don't even think that we spoke about on the show yet is uapv uapv kind of get like lost in the sauce in their area but that's another band that I wouldn't say they're trying to sound like somebody else, but they have their own distinction. I think Gremlin is another band. They're trying to figure themselves out as they have their administrative change as well. So I do agree that bands are different, but a lot of these powerhouse quote unquote schools have Southern directors and you're going to sound like where you come from. But I do think we have differences. Um, and I'll say this and end with this, the differences are you can point them out and pinpoint them. Like you could pinpoint a BCU sound 
from a Southern sound any day. You could pinpoint a NCAT and Jackson State sound any day. Not saying that one is better or worse, but you can you can distinct the two. So I think there there's a lot of differences. But again, like I was saying to my point, at the end of the day, a lot of these schools, Southern, Dega, TSU, and Southern, they come from the same house. So they're going to have similarities from drill and all in their pageantry. All right, cool. Uh, Maya, are there any differences in band programs anymore? Well, damn, that just chumps what I was about to say. Uh, thanks, Juan. Um, <laughs> no, so there are definitely differences. I mean, even from the aesthetic to sound to anything else, I think that majority of bands still have their own identity. But to reinforce what Kwan was saying, things will transpose, especially as leadership and staff changes. I mean, it's just no matter you're talking about dance, whether you're talking about the band itself, you can only teach from the knowledge in which you know from. You can only pull from your wheelhouse. So, of course, that was going to kind of make things start to uh, intertwine. So, yes, I do think that there are differences in band programs, but I do think that as some of the more prominent programs continue to produce these directors and these students who ultimately turn into the next directors, there's going to be some changes. I mean, it's just I don't really know how else to not. And that goes back to the conversation of what we had, what, two or three weeks ago about whether it's better to have an in-house director lead your band or have an external director lead your band. That's part of the pros and the cons. All right, Rick, are there any differences in band programs anymore? So just to not belabor the point here, I, I want to give two talking points. The first is, yes, there are differences. But the bands that are different don't get the notoriety that the bands that we all consider our favorites get. Um, Bethune-Cookman definitely has a formula. Blended sound, great timbre, musicality. But people think what they do is boring. Why? Because they do the same thing every year because it's a winning formula for them. Or they consider it to be a different a winning formula. Um, when you look at it from that standpoint, look at Norfolk. You know, it's the same thing. Norfolk, we, Norfolk's looked the same since we were in the band and, and before that. You know what I'm saying? So I think the differentiation between these bands is something that is an acquired taste. I think that there is definitely a formula now for what can, people consider to be good band. Blaring baritones that no matter what the situation, you got to play something loud and high to be considered loud. Forget, you know, voicings, forget, you know, how to make those parts actually work. Like maybe they had the melody, but it would be nice to play that volume, you know, but, you know, we, we've already had that conversation somewhat. So that's the formula, that screaming mellophones with all these cross voicings with trumpets, no matter, you know, all these techniques, um, tubas playing these ridiculous bass lines, even if they have nothing to do with the song whatsoever, just for the sake of saying you play loud. Um, and not hearing any uh, woodwinds in the sound at all. Like, I don't even know why the woodwinds are there for 90% for of these bands. That was something I always appreciated about Norfolk. When we played, you could hear our woodwinds, partially because we had excellent woodwinds in the band, but B, the way Mr. Adams wrote that, you know, that part was written in a way that complemented the piece, not just double the trumpet line. So, 
I think that's the first part of it is that when you talk about bands that are different, they just don't get the notoriety or they don't have the media teams that some of these other bands have that are considered to be great. The second part of that is Quan brought up um, the whole thing about, excuse me, Southern band directors. The reason why you see so many Southern band directors is because let's face it, y'all, that's the band that everybody considers to be the top team. You know, whether you agree or disagree, the consensus in the band world is Southern is number one. Everybody else is after that. You know, I know that might piss some Jackson people off and some other bands, but the fact of the matter is, you know, that's the case. But here's the thing about that argument. There are a lot of Southern band directors that don't want their bands to, to do that. You know, like Dr. Zachary is one, <laughs> you know, at PV. You know, he created that, you know, what that band has become, you know, and you know, I know for myself, when I was there, I refused to go out and have that type of sound. So I worked diligently on making sure the band played with a specific sound. So there are Southern directors. Uh, another one that comes to one as uh, what's the school in um, the high school in Houston? West Westbury. Westbury. Westbury's band director does not allow those kids to play that way. And Westbury can play a ballad better than most colleges. Y'all don't believe me? Go find a Westbury video. Like Westbury is a their band director is a Southern graduate, and he doesn't do that. You know, I so I think it's all about the musician. I don't think it's the college, because at the end of the day, good musicianship is good musicianship. It don't matter where you come from. So that's it. So you brought up something, Rick, that actually is making me think, right? Uh, and it really ties into the question and the thought that I had. Um, coming coming up with the question you brought up about the arrangers and you know what exactly people are quote unquote looking for when they consider it to be good you know the the blaring baritones or the cross voicings and all that kind of stuff when we look at all these programs uh, specifically just talking about marching band when we're looking at all the programs how many of these programs don't write like that uh, I mean, sorry, y'all, the snoring has begun, but um, <laughs> to be honest with you, bro, I don't know, because I hear it in every band. I definitely hear it in every band in the swag there, especially when they hit them rap daddies. That's the formula. You got to have the high baritone. You got to have a mellophone screaming on a high C or D and or higher. I've heard some mellophones trying to play F and double G on mellophone like that's hip, you know. Some of these ridiculous tuba, like that is the formula for for these rap bands. So at the end of the day, I don't really hear many bands that that shy away from that. Because even bands like Norfolk for a while have fallen into that trap. I think Norfolk now is starting to go back to sounding like Norfolk. Uh, Bethune is not doing that. Uh, somebody brought up Tennessee State. Tennessee State, to me, has always, I, I have never, ever put Tennessee State in the category with anybody else. You know, I know that uh, my boy Larry is there and Larry, you know, Larry was brought up in a MEAC tradition, you know, so he has that, that you know, the A, the training to do it the right way, but B, he, he has that sound in his head. So I think they've always had a lane of their own. So, you know, but they never get put in the category where people say that's the best band in the country. I've yet to hear one person in any argument say that Tennessee State is the best band where you know they play with a more cohesive sound than most bands so and they were delivering those l's at the beginning of the year but because we don't they don't have a uh um 
exceptional team that's putting them out there. It's like, oh, they, I mean, they there. Cool. They sound good. Congratulations. So, and so if, if you say it, if you go from that perspective, then once again, then what are the differences, right? Because I'm just really looking at, if I close my eyes and Jackson, Southern, Alcorn, uh, and I can probably name a couple more, but those are just the three that just popped on the top of my head. Which one would you be able to tell apart? But the problem is you're only naming SWAC schools. I think your argument is absolutely valid in the SWAC because in order to be considered along with the Kings, you got to be doing the things that people assume make the Kings great. They aren't having these conversations, y'all, in the CIAA. Elizabeth City does not sound like Virginia State, who doesn't sound like, you know, North, you know, whoever else. North Carolina Central, you know, yes, Delenn went to Norfolk, but Delenn is a good musician. And for a while, in my opinion, they were a better band. But, you know, now over the last couple of years, Norfolk has really figured it out. So I think this is a SWAC specific conversation because, you know, this Julie, especially in the MEAC, none of us sounded the same. Auntie was the small band with the big sound. You know, if we want to talk about sound, right. Norfolk State, sorry, y'all. I, I know this is going to cause people to get pissed off at me, and I'll, I'll, I'll hear it, but let's get controversial. If you want to talk about overall presentation, who's cleaner than Norfolk? But Norfolk don't get the, the notoriety that everybody else does. Why? Because you don't see their videos. I haven't seen a video of Norfolk in about a month now. Well. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to go back on what you said. Yes. Um, if you go back to when we were marching, yeah, we a lot of bands could be considered be, to be different during those times. Oh, two, oh, one, two thousand. I mean, Texas Southern didn't for the most part, didn't really look like and or sound like Jackson, you know, or Southern and Jackson didn't sound or look like Southern Jackson. I, I still go back to the idea of pre-Robert Champion, post-Robert Champion. And so that's that's kind of what I look at all the time sometimes when we when we have these thoughts and these conversations. Uh, Maya, let me ask you this question. Um, from the dancer's perspective, um, are there any differences as it relates to the, to the dancers? Yeah, absolutely. You mean in terms of like the overall aesthetic or the look of the thing? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. When it comes to marches, when it comes to style, when it comes to traditional things, there are always things that set each line apart. Now, when we get to, you know, those those blurred lines, but still, there are still things that make Stingus the Stingus. There are still things that, even if it's down to struts, we can make it as simple as struts. There is something dynamic. There is something specific about each school's quote-unquote traditional strut that makes them them or the fact that if we want to talk regionally right Alcorn, Jackson, they gonna book, Stingus is gonna you know they they kind of blur the lines of, uh, of bucking and then it kind of moving this way it kind of peels off a little bit until you get back down to Texas Southern but yeah absolutely no without a doubt there are standard differences that make each school different you don't see the 
JSS doing kick line, but you're going to damn sure see them foxes do a kick line. And so on and so forth. All right. Cool. Cool. That was a that was a good one just to go ahead and get it started off. So um, I, I got a follow-up okay. question. Okay. Uh, so do, do you feel that either media, the media of today has influenced some of these swag schools to Hold sound? On. Pause. Just pause. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to let you ask the question. Just pause. I got you. Trust me. I got you. All right. Okay. All right. Just trust me on that one. I, everybody out there, I ain't I ain't cut my boy off. All right. Just I, there's a reason why there's a reason why I did it that way. All right. So look, if you're just tuning in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about music, music education, band, HBCU band culture, and more. Please make sure that as soon as you come in, you go ahead and, and smash that like button. All right. I always say smash the like button, but click the like button. All right. We need the match match. We need to match the likes with the viewers. So we need everybody to go ahead and click the like button. It don't take much. All right, just click a like button. Just take your finger, just click it. All right. Also, please make sure <laughs> that you go over to the YouTube ch- page <laughs> and subscribe to the network, man. If you're watching us on Facebook, that's dope. I appreciate you guys. You can continue watching us on Facebook, but also go over to the YouTube page, open up that YouTube page, click the like subscribe button, and also turn on notifications. Man, I'm getting tongue tied today. And then right. and the other part of Ma- that is Mario over there. Right, Mario over there crushing something um, on camera right now. Yeah, we Mario, um, Mario didn't care. Mario was gonna eat the sandwich, the drink, everything on camera. Mario trying to be discreet. Nah, what you mean? Ain't no discreet. You smash it with the camera on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's bring it up. So uh some a very interesting thing. Look at him. <laughs> A very interesting thing happened on this past weekend um, at the Southern and FAMU game. If anybody watched that game, um, you know, there are a couple of people who tend to go live during those games. And one of those people are are one of those people is Showtime Webb. Well, uh, during that game, Showtime Webb was told that he could not he could no longer record. And if you actually watch the clip, they also say he asked who who asked who said that I couldn't record, and they they directly say Southern University. Uh, so um, you know it's it's a lot of a lot of information going out there, um, really kind of speculating on the the specific person who asked for Showtime Web to be removed, right? Which and and I know that you guys are going to answer this question the way that you all choose to, and it may evolve because, you know, it always um, evolves into something else. But once that happened, one of the things that popped into my head and this question is going to come directly from this. Do we really need multiple media sources at performances? Why or why not? Do we really need multiple media sources at performances? Why or why not? Quan. See, that's why I said I got you. I appreciate it. Hell yeah, we need them. We need them for the simple fact. Do you do you all remember back in the day before YouTube how hard it was to get a goddamn band tape? You was passing them around the neighborhood like other stuff. (laughs) And I leave it at that. It was hard to get a band tape. Prime example, uh I didn't hear a prayer view until I visited Prairie View in 2004 
And all I heard my whole life was Southern Jackson State and Gremlin. Like it's it, it's doing so much for the uh, purpose of recruitment, exposure, and everything. And honestly, it gives a different take on it. Now, with this controversy, we're going to call it video gate of this uh, tuning up, you know, songs and, and whatnot and enhancing things. Yeah, you need multiple sources. I mean, I I, I think I think the media teams, uh, what is Killer Kev, Showtime Web, uh, what is what's the other one? But bandhead.org, does that still exist? But all, all of them, uh, <laughs> all of them. I mean, like it's a it's a it's a real place for it, bro. So I, I think I think the uh, multiple media teams is 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 good on my part, bro. All right, Mario, why you smashing some food over there? Do we need, do we really need multiple media sources at performances? Why or why not? We was just talking about Southern having a possible doctor film. I like to get multiple angles of things um, because I think it's cool. I think it only furthers our, our culture. Now, I feel like everybody who is on that field should get clearance. That I do agree with that part. You just can't just show up. You know what I mean? Just be like with a big ass rig, a whole bunch of people and cameras everywhere. You do need to get approval from the programs that you're recording um, in any like any other situation. But um, I don't think it hurts to have um, other media sources in, in, in place. Now, where we're going, where this is going, like a Southern University, they're not they're not just like a marching band. They're becoming like a brand. And so when you when you get into an idea of branding, you want to make sure whatever information is out there, you try to you, you want to control the narr- narrative as best you can. You can't stop cell phone clips, but you can stop other people coming up and putting put, you know, you know, coming in and having the, their cameras in your band room or wherever they're going to be um, to create, you know, alternative versions of something. You know, what I mean, I don't know, but I don't think people are looking to sabotage bands, but I do think that there are bands that are looking to build their brand to a level that is um, um, beyond just the spectrum that we've always known it to be in just the marching band HBCU world. So I think the media teams just need to have approval. I don't think it's anything wrong as long as they get approval. You know, that's, that's how I feel. All right, Rick, do we really need multiple media sources at performances? Why or why not? Uh, I think Mario hit it on on the head, man. Um, but I, I want to take it in a slightly different pers- uh, direction. Do we need multiple sources from what Quan was saying? Yeah, because we need to make sure people are being true with these clips. After I heard something about people were talking about the differences in sound quality, I went back and I watched the uh, Southern Battle Against Prairie View where they, they put their clip up and then Zimbalistic put his clip up. I know for a fact Ricky ain't editing no video because Ricky puts his stuff right online on the bus on the way home. Like he did that when I was there. He still, I'm sure he still does that. And Ricky uses a Zoom. So he just throws all the information in the file and puts it out there. And Prairie View sounded completely different on the uh or on Zimbalistics um videos than they did on the Southern Media Entertainment, whatever it's called, clips. So from that standpoint, I'm not questioning anybody's integrity because I don't know if it's true or not. All I know is that it sounded different. 
Like y'all don't believe me, go watch it and listen to it for yourself. It definitely is a difference there. But I want to move in a different direction. For all you band heads out there that love to hear your bands playing these top 40 songs, there's this little company called Traysana. And if you've never heard of Traysana, allow me to introduce you to him. Traysana is the band world's um, calling the popo. Let's call it that. So it is illegal, everybody, to play these songs that people are playing without permission from the artist. So all you bands out there that got 70 song books, you are breaking the law if you didn't pay 70 times for all that music that you are uh, choosing to play. Southern, as Quan said, is a brand. They aren't becoming a brand. They get million views on their videos. They're a brand. You know, one of their, I was looking the other day, one of their videos had 1.7 million. People are doing reaction videos to their videos in, in, in Europe, like Dutch women doing reaction videos to their videos. They are a brand. So from that standpoint, you know, all you guys that be tagging the artists in these videos so the artist can say, look, somebody's playing my song. You're going to tag the wrong artist, and that artist that you tag is going to get your favorite band disbanded because they're going to owe millions of dollars to that artist. I know of instances where Trey Sona has sued middle schools for millions of dollars for playing unlicensed music. My last two years at Prairie View, Trey Sona sent us that nice message, Daddy. Hey, I, I saw that video you put up. That was nice. It was of Knocking the Boots by H-Town. I saw that video you put up. That's nice. Letting you know in the future, we're going to sue your ass. <laughs> nice message. And we were around there packing, uh, panicking. How the hell are we going to have band if we can't play nothing? So I say all that to say, y'all, this is going to eventually catch up to our HBCUs. Y'all don't think it's, it's they telling you the truth, but I promise you, at the, at the Big Ten and at the PWI level, we pay for every piece that we play. Every piece we play, we play, we pay for. So that's going to touch these HBCUs eventually, and it's going to change our culture again. And then lastly, Southern has the absolute right, y'all. I know this is going to be unpopular opinion. They have the absolute right to control their brand. Sorry. I know everybody wants to try to make money off of YouTube by coming in and getting a couple thousand views on your video. Southern has the absolute right to control the money they make and what comes in and out of their pro and the representation of their program. I would hope that they would stay legit with it, but if you don't work for Southern, you don't have a right to make money off of them. I know that's an unpopular opinion. Sorry. That's any band in the country, a middle school band. If they're, they're this video that's, Oh God, I wish we were talking about this. Hebron high school in, um, in Texas. The best high school marching band show I've ever seen in my life. They sound better than probably every drum corps except for maybe two or three. So, and that video is circulating like crazy right now on Facebook. And if you haven't seen it, y'all go check it out. That shit is incredible. But it's coming, y'all, and it's going to change our programs forever. So, yeah. Maya. Do we really need multiple media sources at performances? Why or why not? Well, I mean, Brownie just took it to a whole new level. That was dark 
gosh, like how did we come back from that? But it's true, man. You should have seen mean, we were sweating in 16 when we were my last year at PV. We were sweating because we were I trying mean, to feel every way around it. Go ahead. I feel you. I feel you. And I agree with everything that you said. I do think that is necessary for it to have multiple, excuse me, multiple media sources at the performances. I mean, if we think about it just simplistically, is it necessary for us to have this show when there's other band shows? Everyone gives a different perspective. Everyone zero ends to a different caliber. There's a, a separate market for everyone. It doesn't necessarily have to be oversaturated. So yes, we can definitely utilize multiple media sources. And that's really how we've been able to progress the culture and progress the the design effect, uh, progress the or how much things have enhanced over the past 10 years. We were talking about Southern. I mean, shit, Garrett and uh, uh, Marvin, they, I, I could be wrong. I believe they started their brands just as creatives while they were still in school. And as they got better, their brands got better. Southern's, um, uh, uh, um, I can't even think of the word, but as Southern began to expand and their views went from 100,000 to 100 million or whatever the case may be, that's gonna change things as well. You got drones and all types of stuff. So absolutely, different media sources are, are gonna be prominent. That's what's put the auxiliaries and the dance lines uh, on the map even more so because you have people who specifically tune in and film dancers as opposed to just, you know, getting a clip here or there or here goes the camera vibing and weaving for 10 seconds to, you know, take a look down at the dancers and pop back up. So needless to say, yes, we do need it. All right. Um, and uh, Rick, you, you did touch on that Tresana issue and maybe we do need to talk about that in the future because that's definitely serious. Um, yeah. Mario, did you already you already get yours, right? Or was you? Oh, yeah. You were snacking. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Got I just I just mm -hmm. wanted to make sure. Now, uh, Rick, you did say something that I thought I thought was very interesting, which is true. Um Southern does have a right to control their brand. Absolutely. Um, but I will say this. As a former media person, as a former media team person, starting from Norfolk and going over to Prairie View, I think it is super disingenuous when you are souping up your videos and your audio. It's super disingenuous. I will always, I, I will always lean on this side. If there was ever a recording that we did where Norfolk sounded like trash, I just didn't put it up. I didn't put it on the season joint. I didn't put it out. Uh, and that was the same thing when I was at PV. If if it didn't sound good, I, I, it, I wasn't putting it out. Uh, but I think that uh, you're absolutely right. People do have um, the right to control their own brands. And it's my personal opinion that university or band programs should really just have their own media teams. That's just my personal opinion. You should have your own media team. But like you all said, I, I do feel like it should be done well. Uh, Quan, any final thoughts on this? Uh, no, nah, we, we kind of tapped it in, tapped it all. And then, I mean, Rick gave a perspective that honestly I didn't even think of uh, initially. But I do want to add this point. And I'm not, like we say, we're not questioning the integrity of, of the media team from Southern. But y'all remember when they had Crankfest 
a few years ago and it was a Jackson State. And so they had like Southern had messed up uh like real, real bad. And then uh they continue playing the song. Well, when Southern put out that video, that was taken out. So I mean, it's not like it's something new. You know what I'm saying? Like some of their mistakes that they have made, they edit them out. But I mean, I understand that from that perspective because like Rick says, you're going to protect your brand at all costs. But I, that's why I think that more than one media outlet is necessary. Keep them honest. Keep everybody honest. Absolutely. Within all the right. law, though. Southern's not the only one that alters their videos. <clears throat> Boom, uh, go marching machine. <laughs> well, we already know. I mean, I ain't, I ain't going <laughs> We already know that A&T uh, been making themselves sound like blue devils for the last I don't know how many years. Dude, I remember when they adjusted from that old A&T we knew to all of a sudden it was like this glorious musical sound. I was like, damn, that sounds amazing. Like, And then I think I heard him in person. I was like, yeah, that sounds like A&T. Like, and, then, then, and it wasn't the same sound. But I mean, so, they still so sound good. They just don't sound as good as them clips be coming out. So y'all telling me, y'all telling me that band room session ain't real? Bro, y'all telling me, y'all telling me Bruh. that band room session ain't real. And you know what's, Bruh. but you know what's crazy, Quan. Doctor, I, let me just say Let me say this last thing. I didn't hear, I didn't see nearly the amount of outrage for this. But last year during COVID, when PV put those videos out with them standing in the stands, and they sounded amazing. Everybody, oh, this is edited. They can't sound that good. Oh, Lord, no. The world has to end because PB sound good on the clip, and I don't want to get them. Cra- everybody went to You hell ain't off. lying, bro. Everybody you went lying. to hell You hear the click from the send me the, You hear the click send me from the what? Let me see them clips. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, That's true. Up, bro. It's 2020 PV put out. It was when everybody, Southern had just put out that Leave the Door Open video, and they sounded, actually, I think Southern sound great on Leave the Door Open in the band room. With the music standing right in front of them on the stands. Hello? Hello? Y'all hear me? The music was right on the stands, and they just read it nice and... Oh, it sounded amazing. But PV put out a clip, like four or five clips, and the band sound amazing. I was sitting there like, bro, that's what PV going to sound like next year. It's going to be a problem. And the whole world lost their mind, Mark. I wish you could have seen that damn uncut group, bro. Like, this was done in a studio. What studio was open for a 300-piece band during COVID? Like, these people are insane, bro. So all I say, man, is, you know, kudos to these media teams for hyping their bands up and making their bands sound good. I just want to hear good bands. So, hey, I'll leave it there. All right. And there it is. If you're just tuning in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Please make sure as you come in, you go ahead and smash that like button. Just go ahead and touch the like button. Just go ahead and take a little, just a little bit, all right? To hit that like button, man. Let's get these likes up, man. We want to get these likes up. Also, let's make sure that you also go over to the YouTube page, subscribe to the network, and turn on notifications. All right, let's go on to the next topic. Okay. This is something I was thinking about versus when we had a conversation and I just wanted to see how deep you guys can get into this. So let's let's see how, how deep we can get this. So we already know one of the things that I know that we've talked about before is um, 
the visual rep- representation of band on the professional level, right? Because a lot of students don't see that. And we uh, and we usually say that because students don't see that, it's not a goal for them. So here's a question. What would it take to build a professional marching band? What would it take to build a professional marching band? Rick. A visionary that's in charge, that has a goal, a design team that is their only job in the band is to design a product that is going to be successful, but also challenging and rewarding. A team of teachers who are qualified to teach at a high level, like actually care about clarity of articulation and things like that. And then a group of uh, performers who are just as dedicated to those goals as the people that have been hired to do so. Um, I think drum corps is the closest thing to professional band, marching band that's out there. Um, there are some professional wind ensembles. Uh, the one that pops to mind right now is the Dallas Wind Symphony, who is incredible. It's conducted by Jerry Junkin, so you already know it's going to be good. Uh, if you don't know who Jerry Junkin is, guys, look him up. He's the director of bands at UT, um, one of the preeminent wind ensemble directors out there. Like That's the guy you need to know if you're into wind ensemble music. Um, so yeah, man, I think it's a very simple, simple formula, but I think that with a professional group, there has to be innovation. You can't keep doing the same thing that you've been doing since the seventies. So I think that, um, you know, as we talk about professionalism, you got to have a group that wants to push the envelope and do something different. So that's it. Okay. I got a question. So with that, you said you can't do everything that you've been doing since the 70s. So just realistically speaking, if we were to start this, this would be what the inaugural or what have you starting from today or moving forward. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that you've been using the word inaugural for like the last couple of weeks. Is that your yes. favorite word? Every time no, but it's, but it's grammatical. And what I say, reach one, teach one. There are a lot of people out here that be like first annual. No, it's not. Sorry. So inaugural. Get yep. it in your brains. Okay, you got it. Get them, boo-boo kid. Behoove that as well. I, I Converse, agree. not conversate. All the things. <laughs> get them. <laughs> I'm getting so tired of hearing that. Um, but what does that look like now? So let's say, boom, talk that talk is going to start a professional band. We all came from different bands. The, the prospects are going to come from different bands. What does that look like in terms of the vision itself? Is it model? Is it a show style band? Is it a, where do we start? What does that look like to y'all? But that's, that's why I started my, the whole conversation with a vision. Yeah. With a visionary, a person that can put together a, a group of people that can accomplish the goal that, he, that they, you know, the organization sets up. Like, that's why I use drum corps as an example. Every drum corps is different. Like this conversation we were just having, they don't have any of those issues in DCI at all. Every drum corps has their own identity, but every year the show is different. Yeah, they work on the same show for four months straight, but it's not the same show. It does That show doesn't look like the year before unless they're doing like a part two show. Like when I taught cadets, 
We are in 05. We won the championship with the highest score ever. We had a 99-1-5. Uh, Blue Devils have since crushed that score out the window. They scored like a 99-5 or 6 a couple years ago. Like almost a perfect score, which is ridiculous. But um, that show was part one. We did the door part one. The next year we did the door part two. So there were elements of the 05 show in there, but it was still a completely different show. So instead of going to the Twilight Zones, which we did in 05, we went to Alice in Wonderland in 06. But it was like a trippy LSD Alice, Alice in Wonderland. But it, those elements were there. So I think Maya's the core or the band director of this group. Maya says, our vision is we're going to be a show style band that's blowing on everybody with great sound. Then it's on you, Maya, to say, and this is who I'm going to hire, and this is how we're going to do it. And then, you know, don't be a micromanager. Hopefully, Maya, let your team work. But, you know, you set the vision for that program and you allow the professionals that you hired to do the job. So is this what we tried to do with Summer Band? No, because they all they want to do is sound like Southern. But that's that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. Are you sure? Was that the initial thought process behind? So, oh, shit, goddamn. I thought the initial pro. On the, well, Quan, you from down there, man. Was the initial thought to, I thought it was just, to, you know, get a kid something to do during the summer. Well, I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I and, and I can just kind of get into this and Quan, you can kind of maybe um kind of come up. No, nah, I ain't gonna say I was about to say come up the rear. Come up, come up the behind. <laughs> super Paul. You you yes, yes. Uh super Paul. Uh but no, so I just remember when the um the summer bands were starting. You actually, when I when I remember it, you actually had to be like the best of the best from whatever school you were coming from. You couldn't just be that random third trumpet player that can't even blow his nose, but then all of a sudden you're supposed to be the screamer in, in this band. No, it was called, the original thing was called the All-Star Band. That's what it was called. And it was really, it really had the best of the best from those different schools. So there were a lot of kids from when from Willeridge who were trying to march in those bands, I just remember Miss Thorne saying, "You're not marching in those bands. If you march in those bands, you ain't coming back to this one." But I know that there were a lot of bands, uh, a lot of people around the city who were participating in these all star bands, and they were actually doing field shows at that time. So that's that's kind of what it was supposed to be, from what I remember. Now, Quan may have a different experience. I don't know. So so for me. <clears throat> when I first heard of All-Star Band, I actually wasn't even in band. And, like, the New Orleans had an All-Star Band. I think it was called, like, New Orleans, like, public school All-Star Band or something like that. And they had a performance in the Superdome where, like, everybody marched in their uniforms. And, I mean, it, it was a nice come-together, like, family reunion type thing. And it was that was cool. Um, but the main or premier All-Star Band, honestly, was Louisiana, uh, Louisiana Leadership. And you actually had to audition for that uh, program and you had to be recommended by your band director. And honestly, it seemed like LLI was a, a secret society to get into. That's how, you know, tight they were. And I believe one year, uh, Peace Me Under Him, Mr. Cornell Knighton was like over it. I, I can't recall, but like it was something serious, but it was basically a program that uh, awarded your best bandsman to take some of the same pedagogy back to your school and help your program. And when, once I arrived to Houston as well, when I uh, grabbed that PV, 
Greater Houston All-Star kind of was doing the same thing. But, like, when the culture changed, we went from doing field shows to park and play to what we have now. So, I mean, that has evolved, in my opinion. I would love to see these All-Star bands going back to being purely high school and doing shows instead of parking and playing with alumni because that should be something separate. Because my thing is, if if it's about the kids keeping the kids on the horn, then why we got grown people on them and not teaching them fundamentals and pedagogy to bring back to their high schools to help those directors that may be either struggling or having issues like building their program that they don't have the time to focus on specific things during their summer band camp as well. Amaya, did you get you got your answer or you you was good? Oh, I was just adding to the conversation. I mean, yeah, for sure. Oh, well, I mean, because I was about to throw it to you anyway. But Chief, you got something? Yeah, I actually wanted to go back to the original question. Oh, yeah, go um, ahead. You got we're it. We're talking about build a professional marching band in the HBCU style. We already have one. <laughs> and that's uh um Drumline Live. Drumline Live to me did an excellent job. If you were able to see them on tour, that um I, I watched them a few times and every time I saw it, it was an entertaining show. And I think if you come, if you, if you do a professional band, you had to decide the visionary, like Rick was talking about, has to decide what the goal of the group is. Is the goal of the group to perform like drum corps or do a competition? Cause that's not really an HPC style. Cause we don't usually do competitions, the adjudicated ones at least. Um, and then the next thing is, is it like a, a show that goes on a road that kind of stays consistent? Like, you know, like drum corps where you have a show and it's like a show every time we do something that's our show and you tra and that travels around the country, like a Broadway type of thing. Or is it going to be a band that performs for events, like for special events and something like that? So I think the visionary person has to have an idea. Two things. Has to have a staff that's definitely um, diverse in terms of perspective. For one, two, you have to have somebody that um, you know, there has to be whoever's on the top, whoever's fund, funding this, you're going to have to have money and sponsors behind this, this band. Um, so you're going to have to have money behind it. And people who have money behind stuff is going to want a, a certain product. You know what I mean? And I think that product sometimes may come in a, uh, with a red bow and a package on it. It has to come a certain way. You know what I mean? Because when you have people's names attached to a type of event that may create a different lane for the band, other than what we like bandheads, like, you know, like not necessarily us per se, but just like regular old bandheads who like to watch band tapes and see a band creasing, like, you know what I'm saying? You know, just murking on another band. That's not the culture of it all. It would be more of a show than it would be about the the musical um, competition aspect. Because if you have a professional band, are we talking about creating a professional marching band coalition where it's multiple bands? Like there's a lot of different angles to really discuss that. Um, So I think that and we're talking about just a marching band in general, that's what Drumline Live was, professional marching band. Those guys were getting paid. They went over. They went overseas. They went on tour. They traveled. They performed. They spread the, the our gospel, you know what I'm saying, or what we do all the time. However, the other thing, the third thing that you need to have in that visionary is a person that's going to decide what band are they modeling after because Drumline Live modeled after FAMU. <laughs> they modeled after FAMU. The, mar the person who was over that had a FAMU type of style as far as the the marching style, the marching style of Drumline Live was FAMU. Um, and the way they played a lot of their music was FAMU, um, you know, um, inspired. So I don't know about the dancers. I was, they don't have 
they don't have dancers at fam. So I don't know where that came from, but it's probably whoever, whoever was involved with that. I'm not sure. But um, I say that because it's an existing thing, but I think I know what we mean, but we would have to, it would have to just be a very clear um, goal and target because it, it would be all over the place. If you don't have a specific goal in mind of what you want. The main thing is you need l'argent. You need that money. Right, right, right. You got to have sponsors, man. You need sponsors. You need people who are going to put some money behind this thing to make it work. And here's the other part of it, though, because y'all brought up these summer bands or the, whatever they're called. And what is it? What is that? It is summer I don't know band. what it's summer, called. Summer bands. Summer bands. Mass bands. Band. 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 Yeah. Everybody got a different name. But go ahead. You got it. You know how you know some of these schools have lost their way? Because they borrowing from these summer bands now. A group of high school kids. Uh, New Orleans played that uh, dance by uh, Migos. Every college that wanted to play something loud the next year played that song. Like every I agree. <laughs> number of schools played <laughs> that song. And it's happening over and over. Like, people are watching bands. Like, dog, you see what New Orleans Mass Band played? Yeah, we playing that cool. Like, that was, that's these bands are so lost when it comes to direction that they out here actually borrowing from these these mass bands. And then the second part of that is if you 40, 30, 25, and you still worried about some damn marching band and playing during the summertime, you got a problem and you need to seek help. There's money to be made. You ain't making no money out there paying to go drive to Mississippi to battle somebody's band and you 40 with a trumpet in your hand. Like, let it go. It's okay. You can go back to homecoming and be with your friends. Quan, don't make that face. Because if I see you at 40 out there beating a bass drum, I'm going to come tap you on the shoulder as your friend. I don't necessarily agree, bro. Quan. Yeah, no. So, 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 nah. Tell me what I'm wrong. I will. Nah, so, I'll let Quan no, speak though first. I'll let yeah. Quan so, go so no, first. So, so, so for me, I, I don't want to march because I'm not in the best shape. So that's number one. And uh, the way my health insurance set up, I don't, I don't think Affleck gonna cover me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Getting hurt on the field. Boy, gonna be in and out like that Wi-Fi last week. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? That's number one. Number two. Uh, at the end of the day, because I'm a director, I live it. And I think that's different. But for those who like that was a, you know, a significant part of their lives where you get this certain, you know, time frame to kind of live it up. I don't I don't see an issue with that. I think because all of us are directors and still in the field, it's different. So we live this life on a day to day basis. Honestly, we're trying to find avenues to be like to decompress from, you know, just dealing with band all the time. But I don't see an issue with the mass band part my only issue is where what where's the line for the high school students but that's i my, think yeah, but that's, that. my point. that's my point exactly corn you literally oh i think mm-hmm. i should have been more clear i can see if it was a situation like southern alumni band versus pv alumni band you are mm-hmm. out there with a bunch of adults but if you 40 standing next to a 14 year old standing next to a 21 year old standing next to an 18 whatever that's a problem, in my opinion. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Go ahead, Mario. <clears throat> so I, 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 I totally understand what you're saying. I, I don't promote people who are um, 
don't have any career ambitions and don't have a life and that type of thing to just continue to year after year after year, you know what I'm saying? Claim they're like, they claim the, the, the neighborhood fame is, you know, cranking up on a baritone or something like that. Now to me, that's, that's, um, I don't want to, I want to talk about people, but I, I don't think that's a good thing. However, there's a lot of other aspects to our, to what Barcha Band means to all of us though. Um, and I can speak from experiences of growing up in Detroit and like for some people, marching band was it was their escape and their real life situation is horrible. They may have a job. They may be working. They may be taking care of their responsibilities and whatever way that they, they see that's taking care of responsibilities. Um, but that plan in the summertime may be a reconnect with, um, familiar, you know, just like that band family, that that kind of connection. That's one piece of it, because not every situation is like a 40 year old and a 14 year old like that. That seems as mad and appropriate, first of all. Um, but in terms of I'm just looking at it from a standpoint, like you do have people who are like in their tw- mid 20s and late 20s and something like that. There's this other aspect of this to me. I think another angle is. We always talking about how band ain't the same no more than any other. Well, who is supposed to teach them? Sometimes you have piss poor band directors and then you have some old heads that may be able to help guide some of these cats because to be honest i know in detroit i i y- most of y'all don't know this because y'all don't come from like what like the culture i come from detroit lost all their high school band programs bro like everybody was gone and and it has been some beast to come out of detroit as y'all already know but these band programs were like lost they were gone and not because the teachers they left still gone? the no, I'm saying like many of them aren't there anymore. Schools closed down. Like, like Osborne, King, just came, Osborne. Osborne just came back, bro. Oh, My boy sweet. David is up there. Yeah, shout out to 06, bro. David Brown. So um it's a lot of times, a lot of times these programs get shut down. Yeah, don't 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 be a hater, dog. Uh, so a lot of times these programs get, get shut down. Um, thank God cast is still kind of going, but it ain't the same cast as it was putting out the same type of product. Those kids are different. The band Miss Allen is gone. You know what I'm saying? Miss Allen's gone. Mr. Pruitt's gone. And, you know, rest in peace to Miss Pruitt. But Miss Allen's still alive. I'm just saying she left cast. But um, I'm saying that to say that a lot of programs aren't the same anymore. In Detroit, those mass bands was the only place these kids would play. That was it. They had no other place to play. And if you've been to Detroit, the place is desolate, bro. Go to the east side where you don't see nobody. You're Literally, I'm talking about people. You don't even really see people because it looks like, like people just... Like a like a scary movie, something like just people just left or something like body snatchers and some shit. Like it's weird. So I'm telling you from my experience being up north in the Midwest, it's a different vibe up there, man. That band culture is needed for some of these kids not to to do the other shit they be doing. So but I'm saying, you, but the keyword, but the keyword you keep saying though is kids. <laughs> I'm talking about old. I just seen some of these videos. So it's some people in them ensembles that's our age. Yeah, like I, I, that's I think I think what Rick is saying is similar. I'm not saying exactly like, but similar to drum corps. There has to be an age out. There has to be a point to where you say, "I, right, I'm, I'm a little too old to be doing this." Especially when, like Rick said, it's dudes out there that be our age. Like it, I put it this way: some of our former students are still marching them joints. And, and our, that, our former students are like 26, 27, 28. Like, I'm thinking of one person in particular. I don't even know this guy. But in that Houston Mass Band, 
like or any van. They use it for self-aggrandizement. It's not about helping. It's about look. I can still play double G as loud as humanly possible, and I need that understand. And 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 that what you just said is an absolute problem, bro. Like those situations and those type of people should not be a part of those groups at all. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying all I'm saying is that we're we're saying something. Um, I understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying that there's more versions of the situation than that. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like that there's other other reasons why people are involved with those groups, man. You know what I'm saying? You just don't know. I mean what people may be going home to, what their situations are, and that musical outlet may be one of their only spaces. Like, you know, you see, like, brass bands in New Orleans or people playing, like, those, not all of those groups are getting paid. They get together and they be playing sometimes. They just get together and they play. So I'm saying that because not in, in every situation, it's not like, you know, um, you know, they may be some young cats. They put a young cat under their wing and they show them the ropes and let them know how to do stuff. And they, You know what I mean? That's, like, we... Our marching band culture is some of this stuff is the old tradition. If we get rid of the fact that there's things that are passed down from generation because programs are much more tighter, you can't have alumni input because people are some predators, people are assholes, people be hazing too much. There's all the reasons why not, but there's also things that are positive that old hands also contribute. You know what I mean? I, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's both sides of it. I know that the negative definitely outweighs the positive, which is the reason why your point is what it is. Yeah, and 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 you're absolutely right. There, it should be an avenue for old heads to contribute. That's called teaching private lessons, not marching in the band beside them. I want to learn how to dance from Maya. I'm going to Maya's class. And one thing as black people, we got to get out of is expecting everything for free. Maya, I want to learn how to dance. I'm going to give Maya the compensation she deserves to teach me how to dance, and in turn, I expect a product. Yeah, I understand some of our communities are disadvantaged. But there are avenues in place. A 40-year-old in a marching band with 15-year-olds is not the place, in my opinion. You keep and using I, that extreme example, though. You keep saying 40 It's not an extreme example. I'm, I'm giving the example that I see on these band clips every summer. I'm not so talking you about... See, how, how many 40-year-olds how many you've seen in these bands? How many 40 do you know? I don't know, every, I don't know everybody's age, but there are a but number what, of people. Like, I, I just, like, I'm just telling you from the ones I know in particular. But you can look at the clips. I don't know everybody's age. Maybe some of these people look old for their age. I don't know. I think, yeah. but I, but I, but I, but I think the ones that, the ones that may have a, a bigger swing of older, older people, may be an area where maybe the high schools are not relevant, uh, like relevant right. anymore. And right. maybe that's a different situation. Like I, I mean, I look at, I know at one point when I first arrived, Houston had Houston All Star Band, which was high schools. And then later they developed HUM, which was Houston yeah. United Mass yeah. Band, which was the yeah. alumni band. So, I mean, if you had two separate entities like that, that's cool. And I think, Rick, that's what you're saying. We agree. But, and I think, yeah, it's a tightrope, but just the bottom line is if it's separate, that's cool. If it's together, mm, it's kind of iffy. But I, I, I see, and I even I seen one person in the comment, like, it, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope and it's a dichotomy that you have to address um, for both sides. But I I, I do want to say that, Mario, you say it's more negative than positive. It just depends on that area or region. Because Georgia Mass Band, I mean, they do their thing. I know I'm saying, when I say negative and positive, I'm talking about there's more mm -hmm. the stereotype of the situation. Like, so what Rick is saying is like, 
he's like as an adult, as a teacher, as a person who's been around situations where you are constantly looking at like you're looking at situationships, like you're trying to figure out what can be an what can be observed as inappropriate, what will be inappropriate, and and, and safeguard your your kids and students away from predators and people that may be doing them harm. So what I'm saying is that that narrative is totally understandable because there are a, a, a significant amount of creeps in the world which make things poor. And so like there is somebody who like for example there might be people from CAS like we come back everybody from CAS coming back and there's a, a some alumni band or something like that. I'm not marching, but if somebody like yo like you know come and help out like all right come and help the baritone players and help guide them on something. They having a rehearsal. Yo play up like crank up for us like all right I'll play a song or two with y'all. That's it. I ain't performing with them but I'm showing them what what's going on. But if you see a clip and you see me playing, now all of a sudden it's a 40-year-old in the band. No, you saw a 40-year-old. No, Mario, I, think, Mario I love you, bro. You're my brother. Yeah. You've been kind of disingenuous, bro. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. I know you guys, I want you guys to have a conversation. However, somebody that slipped out of here and they answered the question. My, you thought you were slick. You're going to bring up this summer band stuff and then just tip on out and sit back there and drink Topa Chico. Alright, no, I'm just messing with you. But let me let's let's get Maya's thoughts and then y'all can go back and, and have that conversation because I think that was a, a really good conversation. Um so Maya, real quick, what would it take to build a professional marching band? Don't say I agree either. I do agree. Look oh. everything we, we can only beat a horse so much. That's why I put my two cents to steer the conversation to get a little bit deeper. Cause I mean, again, some of these topics we're all going to naturally agree, just the type of people that we are. So I agree. What Charles said. Well, well, then let me let me throw it another way. Then, when we talk about the professional marching band, then from the dancers' perspective, what would it take to be able to do that? Cool, now, child, that's gonna. Uh... See, there you go. See, now we didn't. Now we didn't tap into a source. All right, go. No, because I've been. I have been sitting here thinking about that, and uh, it's going to take. It's going to take a legend. Now, which legend that is? Because I'm just serious because. Maya. What? I'm saying you said it was going to take a legend. All right, you say Maya what? Oh, now, keep, going. keep going. The legend may be whom she or he is. I'm not quite sure. But uh, in order to take, make a professional marching band. Okay, so maybe this is going to be a little bit harder on the dancer perspective because there are so many different variations. Now, with music, uh, with your embouchure, with uh, intonation, with things like that, I could be wrong. I feel like it is a little bit easier to pull. Mm, no, that's that's still an effort and that's equally as hard. I don't know what it would take to, to put somebody from Jackson State versus somebody that went to PV versus somebody that didn't go to HBCU, all of that. That's why we have different genres of dance itself. That's why people are pretty much uh, a, a good at one particular one or a, a select few. I don't know what it take, would take to integrate. That's going to be a very long, drawn-out process and something that I probably would not want to be a part of because it's going to stress me the hell out. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because like, what, where do even do? What does that look like? What does the group look like? Because you can't, okay, you can say, okay, is it going to be a show style band? Is it going to be more drum core related? If you think about dance, 
There are so many different variations, and I don't even know where to start. Those are true blur lines. So that that's. But doesn't um, that give you options though, right? Like, it gives I think you options is a good thing, right? It gives you options, but let's say okay, you taking somebody, you taking a doll, and if we're um, aligning this group to look to, to book, I think it's easier to teach somebody how to uh, uh, do ballet or go to the bar versus a proper book or a salt and pepper. I've been trying to figure out how to salt and pepper for years. And I'm just going to tell you what, I know I'm going to suck at it because it's just not my thing. The coordination of it all, the look of it all, sure, you can teach it, but there's a certain oomph that you either got it or you don't. With dance, either you have it or you don't. Either you have the feet or you don't. Either you have the technique or you don't. You have the hips or you don't. In music, possibly there is some um, room for growth. There is some room to uh, be able to leverage your talent. But when it comes to dancing, at some point, it just kind of becomes either you got it or you don't. Maybe that's harsh, but that's my opinion of it. No, you good. I'll say, I'll say this. That would be awesome to see a, a traditional show style professional marching band. And not to be a negative Nancy, but I wish we would be able to put our egos aside to establish that. But in my opinion, that would be the hardest thing. Because, like I say, everybody feels like who they march for is the best. Like, no lie, I feel like the box, PV McFunk box is the greatest drum section, most entertaining, technical uh, agility uh, drum line that was created by God himself. Now, I like other drum lines, but I when I feel like the box, nobody is better. So that's the ego. So can you imagine a person from PV and a person from Southern talking about they creating a professional drum line? Somebody may fight before the night is over. That's all I'm saying. I think like you gotta address the ego at the door. What's that face, Rick? Uh I know what the face was, but uh I, I hear you. I feel you Quan. I know what the, but I know what the face was. Uh question before we keep going. Me too. Maya. All right, go ahead. Maya, what's a, what's a proper buck and a salt and pepper? Can you, can you <laughs> I was wondering about salt and pepper. I was wondering <laughs> thinking about seasoning this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know what a salt and pepper was. I'm like, well, we like, seasoning some deer meat? Like, what? <laughs> no, salt, salt and pepper is a, um, and I can't even do it, but basically it's the way that the J says their traditional or one of their traditional marches. So basically it's like. Is that coochie thrust? No, salt and pepper is just oh. arms. It's like basically, it's like it's a salt and pepper shaker. You throw a salt, you throw a pepper. Oh yeah, okay. I know. It's like a the mixture of the way that they march, and it's like a march where you're stepping. Well, seem seemingly, everyone has their own style. But again, I'm not from that sector, so I'm not well versed. This is just what I've gathered in terms of watching it for so long. Now, I will stand corrected when I say it will be hard to integrate. Um, persons from different backgrounds because Dominique Perry, I'm not sure if y'all are familiar, she was a black fox. She danced before I got there. She also danced for TSU. Uh, you should also know her as, dang, what was her character? Her um, her character was insecure. She was, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah so she just that. recently yeah, did. My crab Me and Rick know you're talking about. But go that's ahead. Yeah. That's my crap sister, yeah. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so her yeah, we know. Um, fine, bro. But keep mm -hmm. going. You said homestead what? 
Say your crab sister fine. That's what we yeah, say. Yeah, I said that, that that young lady is, is uh, very attractive. No, she, she very much is. Her uh Melody, uh, who was a dancing doll, and then also I believe her name is Toya. She was a sting it. She just did a she just launched a project, and I think I saw it earlier today, if not yesterday, where all three of them, different styles, three different backgrounds of HBCU dance lines. They did a well, I don't know if y'all can really see it. She's at Dominique P on Instagram. You can see it. But again, this is a yeah, on a you know a more senior level now. Is that bucking? What's, what's no so they no, did bucking, 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 bucking is, is what the uh, Gigi's do. Yeah. Like the the Golden Girls all corn. Bucking is they like squat down and hit the little thrust, thrust, thrust joint. Like yeah. I'm uh, when they give it to the, the ground, camera. yeah, like literally thrusting a deep thrust a deep. <laughs> with a lot of these with a lot of these little high school girl competitions. Right. Going. Somebody, somebody in the chat say hit the Macarena March. <laughs> uh, all right. Any final any final thoughts on this uh topic before we move forward? Uh, Rick. Yeah, man, I I think it was a great topic. It went for like 40 minutes. But uh, other than that, I'll say this, man. Like when you talk about the creation of what's good for the community, I'm all about that, you know. But at some point, it has to stop being about us. And like Mario said about the community and about the kids that's coming behind us, you know, like there are a lot of states that are now considering having these mass bands. I know Virginia. I'm from Virginia, everybody. and Virginia is now talking about starting a mass band. And I saw some clips and they sound like Southern. And that is not characteristic to the state of Virginia at all. At not all. even in the slightest bit. Not right. even in the slightest, <laughs> not even like, in the slightest any, bit. Anything other than, than Norfolk or maybe Virginia State with the tuba section, you're being disingenuous. You're just trying to be somebody else. So I'll just say, you know, stay true to oneself. And uh, while also recognizing that it, it ain't about always about you, it's about the kids that's coming up behind you. That's it. And Dominique, fine. All right. If you're just tuning in, <laughs> welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unscripted, uncomfortable. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dominique, fine. Uh, <laughs> hey, the, and the Black Foxes, it's a picture, y'all, in PM, the back office at PV. Uh, some of them old foxes from back in the day, boy, it was some stud buckets in, in the foxes back. They had some magnet stud yeah, squeeze. Yeah, boy, but, girl, yeah. hey, it was some fine. Hey, you talking about that black and you talking about that black and silver picture? Yeah, no, they yeah. yeah. talking about that yeah. Superman, no. that Superwoman, that Wonder Woman outfit. Which, remember yeah. my, hey, my, the white boots, bro. Remember, remember when it. that um, alumni fox came for homecoming a couple years ago? Mm. All of us was looking like. Hold up, I got that lady about fifty, and got she phrase break on that one, bro. <laughs> that lady was fine. I was like, oh my god, it, it ain't real if y'all ain't got no picture, man. It ain't real hey. if y'all ain't got no picture. It's a picture hey. hanging up in the back. I and somebody was like, yeah, I used the data. I used the data, and we was all like, yeah, right, yeah, I remember that. Stop lying. But anyway, I'm just saying one thing. It takes a real lady. And you ain't never lied because this I'm is just gonna leave it at that. Hey, All every right. time we hit homecoming and some of them old meat come back, we used to be up there like <laughs> <laughs> that's a 
we and we was old enough to do that too. Yeah, All right, yeah. here we go. So yeah, let me try yeah. this again. Welcome everybody to talk that talk where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about music education, music band, HBCU band culture, and more. Please make sure that you go ahead and smash that like button. Let's get these likes up. I see a lot of people watching. I appreciate you guys for just watching and uh, supporting with us and sticking with us. But go ahead and hit that like button. All right. Also. Head over to the YouTube page if you're not watching us on YouTube and go ahead and subscribe to the network and also turn on notifications. All right, here we go. Final topic, final topic, final topic, final topic. Also, uh, after we give this final topic, I'm going to put the link in the description. So if you want to go ahead and join us uh, and you got something to say and you want to go ahead and get that aggression out on us, we're going to put you, we're going to let you in here and you're going to let you say what you got to say. All right. All right. Here we go. Here's the final topic. Uh, I got a call recently and uh, I wanted to actually bring this up as a topic. And so I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there and we're going to see where this goes. Uh, Do we overlook band directors that are working hard but getting nowhere? Do we overlook band directors that are working hard? But getting nowhere. I knew that's why I knew you was gonna make that face. <laughs> Chief. Chief, do we overlook band directors who are working hard but getting nowhere? Who does who look overlook? Who are we talking about? Who are the people? Just, just us in general. So, like when I say that, I'm saying so this kind of spawned when um I can't remember who it was in the comments section last week. Uh they made a comment. And I ended up getting a call saying that they didn't necessarily agree with the comment. I think me and Rick uh, came to the conclusion that it was the comment that said, uh, Rick's favorite comment, it, there are no bad bands, there are only bad band directors. And mm -hmm. so um, I got a call that said they don't earnestly agree with that. Uh, and so I think that that kind of is what spawned that question. So when we're talking about the person who's generally saying it, just people who may just be overlooking some of the directors that are working hard. And they just say, you know, comments like that. There are no bad bands, but there are bad band directors. Are you, uh, so I, I look at it like this, if I'm working hard and I have, um, you know, good skills and pedagogy, then I'm going to be getting somewhere. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'd be getting somewhere. I may not be getting as many kids, so my whole band might not sound good, but I'll have some kids in that program that are going to be flourishing. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like it, in, in many situations, there's at least, you know what I mean, you at least have some kids. I mean, and then the concept of sound that your your your, pro, your program would have would, um, there'd be some imprints of your personality there. You know what I mean? Some, you know, of what you're doing, if you're doing the right things. But I think, I think it comes down to, I mean, a couple of things. I think you have administrative issues that can contribute to um, burnout from the director from like a paperwork standpoint, like just doing a bunch of paperwork and a constant flow of nonsense or covering classes and doing all these other things that are not related to actually teaching band, um, which could create some of that feeling of burnout. Um, and sometimes we are human. So um, we are going to, you know, sometimes you, your kids will get the, the, you know, kind of the, the backdraft of your feelings when you, when you, you're talking to them. I know a lot of banners that lecture, lecture a lot. I don't know any band directors that don't really lecture a lot. So you end up lecturing and talking to the kids, talking to the kids, and you end and you end up using it as a a space to almost 
um, therapy for yourself to get some of these things off that you can't say to administration. Um, but then that's also time away from actually developing the program. Unless you use it as a teachable moment and say, yeah, these are things that are happening to me, which I've done this myself. These are things that happen to me for my administration, but this is how I'm going to deal with it. And um, one of the things that I always say is like, you got to be like water. You got to be like water, which means that, you know, you always got to be able to move. If something's happened, you got to go another direction and find another way out. Um, and if you, you feel like you have gotten to an absolute stoppage of everything, then that's time to move to another position, to go to another place. Don't consider to beat your head against the wall in a situation that you know is going to just, you know, give you the same exact results over and over and over. Now, that's going to be part that's going to be either fear or or whatever you want to call it on the part of the teacher who's refusing to move on to something else. If they know that they're getting the same result, and they're not they're going to continue to not make another decision to move forward. So um, that's a the double edged sword. I think, you know, I don't think you're being overlooked, but I think you got to be able to make the best, best decision for you, you know who, you know, what your situation is, what it is that you want long-term. Are you looking for kids to matriculate, to go through your program, get to college band programs? Are you looking to build a great band program for that year? Are you looking to appease your director? I mean, your uh, your arts director or your principal? Those are a lot of, those are three things that can sometimes not have anything to do with each other. All right. Quan, uh, do we overlook band directors that are working hard but getting nowhere? So for me, uh, if you ask the question, I guess the first thing came to my mind. So what is the quote unquote standard that I'm I'm reaching for to be looked at, number one? And then number two, how due to we were speaking about media, because I don't I may not have the same media presence and uh, effect through the social media streams. Like, how was that? Does that affect me as well? I guess that was my two questions. Because I think there's a lot of great band directors that are being overlooked because their program is not, quote unquote, a stellar or premier program. Um, one of the, uh, during COVID, one of the directors I was able to meet, I think she's an outstanding director. I think she's an outstanding teacher. Her name is uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Brock. To, to Misha Brock. Um, and I believe she was at like what Queen City? Uh, is that is Elizabeth City? She was at uh, Elizabeth City. Elizabeth she went City, to grad yeah. school with me at Norfolk State, Norfolk yeah. State University graduate. She right. graduated and, undergrad undergrad at VSU. So I don't I don't know if she's still there um at Elizabeth City. No, she's in Las Vegas. Okay, cool. So like for example, like that right there, I don't know what and that ain't my business, but I don't know what took place, but I know she's an outstanding teacher and educator. So maybe I'm just using her, for example, maybe she was overlooked because the truth is we don't hear about Elizabeth City like that as one of the premier marching bands or premier programs. However, I know for a fact, just honestly sitting in one of her professional developments, outstanding teacher and, and educator. So I think, honestly, there are variables on why a band director can be lo uh, looked over. I do agree with Mario in saying that at the end of the day, if you set specific standards and you're a good band director, a good musician, a good teacher, you're gonna push them into the right direction. But the question also comes about how fast do I wanna get to the goals that I've set for myself? For example, I was at another middle school and due to administration issues, due to lack of parent support, I was never able to get that middle school to 
truly compete in the UIL sector like I wanted to. That was something different. That doesn't take away from my pedagogy or the zeal that I have for teaching my kids. I just, like Mario said, I had to move out of that situation to something different. So, I mean, it's different variables of why a band director could be overlooked, but we have to also ask ourselves, what's the quote unquote standard that I'm looking for as a music educator that I want people to bring that type of attention to? That's my take on it. All right, bet. Uh, do we overlook band directors that are working hard but getting nowhere? Maya. Y'all so sweet. Y'all being all nice with it and stuff. <laughs> uh, so maybe I'm going to take the ignorant route with it. We'll get so, ignorant. Un <laughs> I unfiltered, mean unscripted, uncomfortable. For those that do good work, for those who have um, a direct impact on their students. Sorry, I was trying to read that too. Um, for those who have direct impact on their students, those who are doing the it factor and those who have the it factor, sure. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You're affecting whom of those who are going to be able to take what you have and be able to push it forward and be able to develop their talent. Sure, love that. We all know it, we all appreciate it. No, we do not all appreciate it. The people who get it appreciate it. Now, if we just being clear, the question is, do we overlook band directors? In my opinion, we is we the blacks. The blacks, we, yes, you're going to be overlooked. If you're not producing, if you're not hanging with the canes, if you're not uh, pumping, if you're not blowing, if you're not busting, if you're not entertaining, if you're not on that top level, if you're not in the high stats of visibility, yes, you're going to be overlooked because at the end of the day, we, the blacks, don't care. We, the blacks, don't 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 care about intonation. We don't care about how many people have a proper embouchure. We don't care about who double tongue and this, that, and the third. They don't give a damn. We, the it's, <laughs> you know, those select it's and those 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 select people who have it. Yes, we those do care, but on an ongoing basis. Um, the people that's making these uh, uh, views go up to a hundred million trillion gajillion, they don't care about that. They want to know who's getting ignorant in the crowd. They want to know who's the loudest. And until you have that visibility, it's just simply that you're going to get overlooked. You can be doing good work within your community, but honestly, that's as far as it's going to go on a, um, on a culture wide basis, yes, you will continue to get overlooked until you throw somebody that's in the top spot, throw them out, and you become the top dog. Simple as that. But y'all so sweet. It is what it is. Praise God for Jesus. Y'all are doing good work, but I'm just being honest with you. That's just how it is. Sorry. All right. Well, ain't, ain't no reason to apologize now. All right, here we, we go. No, I'm not for real. I said what I said. Oh, thank you, friend. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, do we overlook band directors that are working hard but getting nowhere? Rick. First of all, Phoenicia, I see you. What's going on, Phoenicia? Phoenicia Bunny. Y'all, that's my fox sister. Hey, girl. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I have a news flash, y'all. I'm I'm not sure if our audience knew this, but being a band director is hard. It takes years of training. It takes talent. It takes a lot of things to be a great band director. Not a band director, not a person that collects a check every month. 
but a great band director. One of my biggest issues is the amount of time we focus talk about focus talking uh, about ineffective band directors. There are a lot of great band programs out there, y'all. There just are. Um, I bought up uh, Hebron High School um, down in Texas. Premier band program. And when I say band program, I'm not just talking about the marching band. I'm talking about everything. They can play chamber music and win ensemble music. Uh, Chief is a band director in New Jersey. He tells you guys about how difficult his situation is. Go find some videos of his jazz band. They don't suck. So I'm tired of talking about bad band directors. I wrote down a couple points that I, I think we should talk about. To become a billionaire, it just doesn't happen because you say, you know what? I'm going to be a billionaire today. It actually takes talent. It actually takes you working your tail off and getting better at your craft and better at it and better at it and working some more and putting the effort in to become a billionaire. But for some reason in music education, we give a pass to shitty band directors. The fact of the matter is, y'all, there's a lot of bad band directors out there. They just are. You know, the people on this call, we all work hard to not suck at what we do. But guess what, y'all? All of us went to HBCUs on this call. There were a lot of people around us that were not good. And they're band directors just like we are. Sorry, they just weren't. People that couldn't sing a concert B-flat. People that couldn't play their horn and they're a music major. Or their drum and they're a music major. Only at HBCUs do we allow people to be in our programs and, and, and call themselves music majors without having to put the work in to do that job. Uh, there's a difference between working hard and working smart. A lot of people have always used that phrase. I, it's, uh, I would rather us work smarter, not harder. Running reps on something over and over and giving generic conversations like out of tune, not together, all right, let's do it again, it's not going to help your band get better. Yet, as a band director, you have to have good ears and good interpretation to be able to make your band better. Um, everyone that does what we do, you know, has to continue to study. Band directing changes. The way that I was a band director my first year, I was not a great band director my first year teaching, but I was adamant that I was going to be good at this job. So what did I do? I made sure I had my butt when I was in Virginia at VMEA. When I moved to Texas, I made sure I was at TMEA. I made sure I joined the Texas Jazz Educators Association. I made sure I was going to these conferences and making sure that I was learning from people. If you're not doing those things, y'all, and constantly improving yourself and your craft, you're not going to be great at what you do. Or you're not going to be able to find that one thing that's going to take your band to the next level. Mario brought it up, and I agree with him 100%. If you've been at a school for three, four, five, six years, and your band is playing the exact same way they did when you first got there, you aren't an effective band director. Sorry. I mean, I, I know we like to sugarcoat it, but the fact of the matter is, it's the truth. Sorry. Like, and we need to set attainable goals. If you come in one year, two years later, you're not going to be playing grade six. Sorry, you're just not. But if you come in and you're playing grade one, and then the next year your band plays grade one, but you got a grade two in there, guess what that is? Growth. 
It takes time. Most band directors, when they get jobs, including when we got the PV, set a five-year plan. From year one to year five, this is what I want my band to look like. If you're not doing that, you're not putting your band in a position to get better. I know this is going to ruffle some feathers because we don't like to, to tell the truth sometimes. But the fact of the matter is your results are a direct reflection of your work. Not hard work, smart work. And then finally, um, we as band directors need to stop making excuses for these schools that aren't good. Maybe sometimes if you told your boys or your girls or whoever, hey, sorry, you you need some work or, you know, being able to have the tough conversation. Here's what I'm hearing. Then maybe we could help our band programs get better. But if we keep feeling sorry for ourselves about everything that's not good, we're not going to move the culture forward. And I'll close by saying, go look at some of these good bands. It's a lot of good bands out there. You know, this is not a black and white thing. This is not an HBCU or PWI thing. It's a lot of good bands. And the key to those bands being great is the person that's standing in front of them. Yeah, situational things are definitely a part of that. Bands with money usually, you know, have an easier route to get in there. But it's a lot of bands that don't have money. Cedar Hill in Dallas is not a three, dollars $4,000 a year band fees band. They're not. But you better believe the people that are standing in front of them have an expectation for that band to be great and their students come up with it. So that's what it is. Oh, yeah, that's Hooch. Sorry, y'all. Look, he back here knocked out too. Got the legs stretched out, everything. The tongue hanging out his mouth. Ah, thanks, Hooch. But that's it, man. That's it. Sorry. I, you know, I know that's going to ruffle some feathers. But sorry, it's a lot of bad band directors. I ain't I ain't seen a Ronald Thornton band that if it was bad when he got there, it stayed exactly exactly the same. Sorry. All right. Um I'm a, I'm gonna use the, the, the phrase that Phoenicia just used, the doors of the church are open. Uh I definitely put the link inside of the description so that you guys can click that link if you guys want to uh, call in with us. So the availability is there. All right. Cool. Uh, Very, very great response there, Rick. I ain't going to say nothing. Uh, Rick had a mic drop on that. Uh, Chief, I'm really upset right now. I just want to put that out there. You already know. Go Pistons. No, it's trash, man. This is complete trash. Uh, I'm very upset about this right now. But I'm going to hit with the W against Jalen Green. He, he's sitting up there, Mario, trying to act surprised. Your team sucks, bro. The oh Rockets are the worst team in the NBA. Get used to it. I'm uh, a first fan, y'all. We stink too, but we better than them. <sighs> well, we ain't played y'all yet. So What's the record? Uh, wait. I don't know. Our record is, well, now one in ten. Uh, because my case has been closed. Uh, youngest team in the NBA, so I'm still gonna I'm still gonna go off that. We 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 going off that right now. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's let's focus. I'm sorry, let's, my my brain is all off right now. Uh, but no, I appreciate everybody who had everything to say as far as the topics. Like I said, the doors of the church are open. The link is in the def- definitely in the description. And as we do that, let's go ahead and get to our normal. Uh, does anybody have any announcements before I do our normal announcements? Yes, no, maybe so. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 
I do. First okay. of all, yeah, my, my popcorn came from my boy's Mario fundraiser. That's what it I was going to ask about. Right. Yeah. It came in today. I made sure, y'all, I bought the biggest package. I had to support my boy. So, Mario. Much appreciate. Yeah. I was just about to talk about it. T- say thank well, you. I'll, everybody. Mario, I'll let you go first because I have an announcement. But go, so, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Bro. Man, I just want to thank everybody uh, who, who supported the popcorn sale, man. We made uh, free grand. So, that's going to be that's gonna go um, a long way towards some things that we have going on. I'm actually uh, be taking some kids down to Delaware State this weekend to see Norfolk State, actually, <laughs> to see Norfolk State perform. Um, and then um, I got another big announcement coming up. We got another university coming to Science Park to perform. A full marching band is coming to Science Park. So I'm excited about that. Um, we have uh, we're performing for WBGO, which is the oldest and longest running um, jazz um, jazz station in America. It's here in Newark. Um, we have been asked to perform for that. So next week, uh, next Thursday, we'll be doing a, a performance. I think it's a live performance. I'm not sure yet. They got to let me know the details. But um, everything is plugging along, man. So thank you for everybody who supported that, man. Uh, the kids and I really appreciate it. Yep, I'm coming to Dover, bro. I'll be down there, man. Yeah, man. I, I I definitely wanted to um, give you give you some some love on that, man. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and do it like that. Um, we were really happy to see the 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 support that you got, man. And you know, I really hope that. And and when I saw that, I really really hope that it was a product of not only just all of this the uh, pubbing that you guys were doing as you were doing as far as your program, but a lot of uh, what we did here on the show. So I really hope that a lot of people from the show were able to reach out and to, and to uh, support your program, man. So definitely, man, 100%. All right, Rick, you said you got something? Yeah, shout out. I see my boy Jamar down there. What's up, Jamar? Yeah, your school going to um, get smashed by Norfolk this weekend, but that's another story. Yeah, y'all stink. Delaware State sucks. But um, yes. Um, it's true. Yeah, I mean, sorry. Tell the truth here. Uncut, um, unfiltered, um, y'all. This upcoming Thursday, not tomorrow, but next week, um, the Yukon uh, Music Department will be doing a live stream uh, of my uh, graduate recital, y'all. I am in the process of finishing my doctorate this year, and Yukon is streaming my recital next Thursday. So uh, I'll make sure we put that uh, in the. Um, in the link next week. But the boy graduating next semester, man. I'll be Dr. Brown next semester. So uh, this is the first step of that. So if you're wanting to see a great concert next week, man, uh, I'm not just a person that comes up here and talk. I can actually do the job. So um, if you don't believe me, come watch it. Um, also, you know, from that, y'all, you know, Mario, like I, I look at you, uh, Mario as one of my biggest inspirations. We've been friends for over 20 years now. But I think about the struggles that you go with, man. I don't want my last comments about terrible band directors to be affected by people that have shitty situations in school. But to see what you've done with that band, man, and and, and you know the conversation we've had about how you band swingers and stuff like that. I think it'd be, it'd be in my opinion, um, important to say we got to get our kids back involved in jazz education. This is a music that was formed by our people, and we do not lead this music right now. 
it is a music that has been led by whites for 100%. a very long time. One hundred. And you know, I know we want to crank up and play all the rap daddies in the world. It wouldn't be, you know, it would be nice if one in one of these fifth quarters, one of these bands actually swung with the proper swing. Or man, play. I've been saying this for years, man. I feel like I'm like I'm hey. the only person that'd be saying that, bro. We we did it, Rick. Yeah, we did it with your joint. Yeah, I wrote I wrote Killer Joe for Killer PV, Joe. Mm -hmm. and, and then I helped him, I helped him with the ending. <laughs> we got to tell that story in overtime or in the yeah. uh, after party, but. You know, we played Killer Joe. The Black Foxes danced in more of a jazz style rather than in the Buck Daddy or the Salt and Pepper or the whatever it's called. You know, like we the have to expect throw. more from oh the Coochie <laughs> Throw. Yeah, we have to expect more from coochie our band program. <laughs> and that starts with us as educators exposing our kids to stuff that may not be popular, but is is good for the community. So. I guess my biggest thing is other than supporting black business, like I always say, support black music, support black culture. And, the, and that starts with jazz education, which was the first uh, contribution that we really made to this country, you know, as an art form. So that's it. Oh, no. Well, I don't know. I, I guess since we given all these great things about what's happening in our, I guess, our programs and all that kind of stuff, I guess. Friday and Saturday, my kids go to Region. Uh, they 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 they've been preparing, and I'm excited. I, hey, I gotta throw myself in there too, man. You know, my kids are going to Region. They're going to Region auditions, man, and and uh, I'm really excited for them. Um, this is actually going to be in interesting because of the fact that um, there hasn't there hasn't been a face to face Region audition in the last two years because of COVID. So everybody in my school and all the kids in my school have actually never physically been. So um you know as a staff we've just kind of been preparing them and having mock auditions and so uh, i'm really excited for our kids to to perform so yeah i guess i wanted to put that out there too since we all we all doing this thing all right uh so let me go ahead and get to the rest of the announcements our normal announcements you already know all seasoning if you ain't got to go pick it up man i'm always support my lb as a, as a matter of fact we just celebrated our our anniversary uh on on the sixth so we extra old in this game now uh we actually we officially the grandpas now so uh but my lb has this all season and a little love man uh he was just featured um in an article um for being not only just a african-american person who has a seasoning but also being a resident of virginia so um you know big shout out to my lb a little a little love seasoning all all seasoning hey man if y'all haven't gotten on this, man, and you you do some cooking and all that kind of stuff, man, go ahead and pick it up. I'm telling you, it's top notch. I I will never. I I personally never buy any other seasoning. Real talk. As a matter of fact, we need to re up. So, uh, yeah, a little love seasoning, all seasoning. Uh, Quan, go ahead and get you exclusively HBCU.com. Go ahead and talk about it real quick, Quan. Yeah, uh, exclusively HBCU is uh is uh black owned, of course. It is uh, Greek Apparel College, uh, HBCU Apparel. They have subscriptions, specific boxes. They have uh, specials such as uh, the school day specials, uh, specific HBCU boxes. Uh, go check it out. It's, it's live. Great material. Great uh, fabric. Top of the line. Uh, quality. So uh, go support. Quan, you better tell your friend she better get some Norfolk State on the stuff on there. Cause she ain't getting my money and two or some cute dollars stuff. I need, 
I need <laughs> the right stuff on her website. We can't keep supporting all this alpha mess and all this PV. So, so, so no, she 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 does have. So they have the Alvin and the Chipmunk like sweaters. <laughs> Go ahead, touch for the Alvin and the Chipmunk uh like sweaters, and one of them has like in with the it's green with the gold stripes on the side. Now I'm not gonna lie, what I what I do plan on doing uh for my entire education career until I get to the collegiate level is rock HBCU um apparel. So that's my next goal is to get some Norfolk uh uh apparel, honestly. Get that because our colors is green and gold here too. You go hit it like uh, the Cosby show, huh? Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Different I mean, we, we, like yeah, Living Single, man. She used to Queen Latifah on there. Yeah, the DJ, yeah that old hey, hey, that, that old jersey that she hit that was a beast. We need yeah, to find that, 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 that joint. Yeah. Yes, sir. That joint. Yeah, because we because our, our colors here are uh, what is it? A uh, hunter green. Uh, yeah, Vegas gold. So it's the same thing. So no, oh, yeah. no. Y'all, y'all is was similar to what 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 I what, what we had at Madison. That's why I say y'all uniform look exactly like our old uniform, Doc. Yeah. I do have one, hey. more, one more announcement. I'm going to make it my business to get Julian to stop saying similar and actually say the word, which is similar, because there's a, you know, so I just, that's one more thing I wanted to say, you know, just make sure. Hey, I, I do want to say this. Uh, Sorry. Uh, the only announcement that I, that I have, kind of quick two announcements is uh, keep, honestly, these educators in your prayers, man. Like, coming back to school 100% face-to-face ain't no point. Uh, you know, a lot of us are dealing with burnout. Yeah. Keep us in your prayer because mental health is real. Uh, and number two, keep my uh, my band students in, in uh, your prayers. We'll be traveling to Langston this weekend uh, for auditions for their band day. But it's just audition season for, you know, uh, the seniors. So, you know, it's just that time, man. So some of them are nervous about leaving home for the first time in, uh, in, in certain areas. So. You know, just, you know, keep them in your prayers because I, I really realize now as I look back and reflect that transition from home, knowing, you know, just your four corners in your areas to transition somewhere else, possibly out of state, you know, can be, you know, taxing at times. Maya was talking all that trash about Quan's internet. I her ass is in and out. Why you calling on this computer right now? Uh, uh, nah, nah, I'm on my phone. Hey, she on that goddamn mobile. walking out. It might be a smoke wireless. I was going to say, damn, God don't like ugly because yeah, this going, I thought, I thought it was Luke stuff that was tapping out. Meanwhile, it's my ass. Look at this. Quan's bomber phone over there. Quan walking out the building. It's about to get tight. Hey, and, and and Rick, don't be talking about how to work the way I say similar, man. It's my Texas, man. That's that's he just the way that. I talk. See, he got no, that I'm right there now. too. So, you know, I gotta make sure you're good, you Similar, similar, similar. I hey man, I'm struggling. All right, but uh two more things though. First things, first things first. Um Boy, be quiet. Uh, first things first. Uh, I want to also say this. I'm gonna put this in the uh, the chat. Uh, if you've been appreciating the content and everything that we've been doing, I know that we started this the day that we went to um, the um, the performance at uh, the U.S. band's performance at PV. Um, oops, I actually put the wrong thing in there. Uh, but what I what we did was we did a buy you buy me a coffee. There we go. Buy me a coffee. I said coffee. There we go. 
uh buy me a coffee but buy me a coffee if you appreciate all the stuff that we've been doing man and, and just go ahead and support us man go ahead and click that link and go ahead and buy us a coffee man we appreciate it we're gonna do this after hours anyway go ahead and buy us a coffee we appreciate all things all donations so go ahead and buy us a coffee we appreciate you and all that you do man so uh we would appreciate you go ahead and click that link and buy us a coffee all right also also, uh, we did talk about us, the possibility of us going to the boombox um, that has since been canceled. We will not be doing, not a coffin, a, a coffee. Good Lord. Uh, um, but that has since been canceled, man. We, uh, we're not going to be able to make it, man. We really were looking forward to it, but things came up, especially seeing as I have region this week. Uh, so we have to cancel that, man. But be on the lookout because there's a lot more things that we're going to have coming up. Buy me a coffee, not a Tito's. I don't want a Tito's coffee. Hey, and we need to talk about I'll one take thing. One. Hey, Louisiana. I, I, I don't mind having a Tito's. I'm just saying I'm, I'm not talking about buying a Tito's right now. I'm talking about buying a coffee. I need to talk to my Louisiana people. Beggars can't be choosers. Just buy me something. <laughs> outside of outside of Baton Rouge, outside of Baton Rouge, and what up, Woody? What you got to say about Louisiana? Wood? Hey, you're outside of Baton Rouge and um and New Orleans. Ain't much there. So y'all out here charging four, five, six, seven, eight hundred, nine hundred, a thousand dollars a night for a room? You done lost your goddamn mind. It better be like it better get popping. I need, I need it need to look like Magic City in the lobby, if for me to pay five, six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars for a hotel room to be in Baton Rouge. I'm sorry. Well, first of all, if it looked look like Magic City in the lobby, then shoot, I'm be there. Hey, that's what I said for five hundred a night. Like y'all lost y'all mind. I know LSU play Arkansas, and I know Southern play Jackson. But I don't know who when they right mind gonna pay five, six, seven, eight, nine, a thousand dollars for a room in Baton Rouge. Ain't much there. Sorry, ain't the best place I've ever been in my life. You know, I know it's a lot of great bands there. After you get past the Mall of Louisiana, what's next? I'll wait. I can't eat but jambalaya so many times. So uh, y'all need to get y'all act together with these thousand dollar rooms. Y'all lost your damn mind. Go ahead, Smith's dad. Say, bro, we ain't got nothing else out there. Well, and they still talking. We, we, we already we said gotta that get that would. money somehow. <laughs> we gotta get that money somehow. He already said that would not for me. All right. Uh <laughs> let's go ahead and shut it, close it out. Remember, uh, we are gonna have the after we're gonna have the after party after this. So if you want to stick around and, and hang with us during the after party, that's when we talk about any and everything. Um, anything that comes to our mind. We just had that conversation. I don't know if Chief's gonna hang around. Usually he just cut it out and be like, All right, I'm gone. Uh, but if he decides to hang around with us, man, we we love to uh love to have you. All right, before we go, Chief, any final thoughts? No, man, I just um I'm just thankful, man. Uh something Quan said earlier about um mental health, man. I'm just just thankful for the opportunities to be able to continue to um impact young people um through teaching, man. I think um it's the most important profession outside of being a doctor. Um, but I think just teaching is such a, such an important thing. And I shout out to all the educators out in the world, man, doing their thing, working hard and shout out to all the great band directors. Like we were talking about earlier, shout out to the band directors, getting it done real talk. Um, because in this climate coming back with all the stuff that's been going on, man, it's, it's really tough. So shout out to everybody doing their thing, man. And, um, hope everybody has a great, uh, week. That's what's up.
All right, cool. Appreciate it. All right, uh, Rick, any final thoughts? No, I've said all I had to say, y'all. Have a good night. Everybody stay prayed up, man. Support one another. And we'll see y'all next week. I'm out, I'm ready to talk this trash in the after party, though. Let's go. Um, and Walter, you should have hit the link, Daddy, when we actually hit the link, Daddy. Uh, oh, sorry. Good Lord. I be messing up. Mm-mm-mm. What's good, Ma? All right, Ma. <laughs> you got any final thoughts? No, not today. I think I've embarrassed myself enough for one uh one show. But no, like this is fun. I'm really enjoying this. Definitely. Um obviously what we're doing is working. Reach one, teach one. So we just gotta keep doing that. Y'all make sure y'all that y'all join us if y'all really want to see us get ignorant. Uh yeah. 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 All right. I agree. All right. Quan, <laughs> any final thoughts? Nah, doc. Hit that like and subscribe button. Yeah, there you go. You there you go. Tickle it if you want. Let's get these yeah. likes up. It don't matter if it's, it don't matter if it's, if it's at the end of the show. If you watching it later on, you want to catch back up, you can still click that like button. So appreciate you, Quan. You see, you have to do that shit fast because you know yeah. that phone about to go yeah, out. No, don't do him. <laughs> and, uh, look, 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 not you trying to play me. I told you I can't do it. She up here. Look, she trying to be supportive now because her energy, she got that. Absolutely. Voice. And was. And, and was. And she, and she, and she, she got that Smith's daddy now. Right. Now. Boy, she was like, I had a dollar for a second. I was like, damn. So she done posted a couple of cute pictures on Instagram and stuff like that. So now she can talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Now she Actually. You're Uh-oh. an hour late. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, exactly. I cannot do it. I've been trying to do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Now, I'm going to try to come on now, Walter. <laughs> now you're going to have to wait till the after party now. And thank you, Jamar. I appreciate right. it. Uh, <laughs> let me go ahead and close it out, man. I do appreciate everybody showing up. I appreciate everybody who's been supporting us. Go ahead and click that subscribe button if you haven't already done so. Also, make sure that you go ahead and click the like button. It doesn't matter if you're watching it live or if you're watching it later and you want to come back to it. Go ahead and click that like button. I want to go ahead and, and send me that same thing too, Chief. Uh, but uh, I appreciate the panel, man. You know, I love all of y'all. It's always fun. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.